What's going on there, Youth Pastors? Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. How are you today? What's going on in your world? Have you had your pumpkin spice today? Or maybe you have felt the temptation to buy flannel pajamas because it's a thing. And if you haven't felt it yet, it will sweep over you <laughs> in due time. And you must choose to either resist or give in. The choice is yours. Now, I have to be honest, today is a bit of a melancholy kind of a day for me. I heard news yesterday that uh, one of my uh, Christian music artists, uh, who I grew up on, uh, passed away. And this is really the impetus for today's episode. And so I want to just share with you a little bit about my journey with music and faith and how it played such a critical role in my spiritual development. It, you know, it was my discipleship playlist. It is these songs that stuck in my head, the things that I sang over and over again, and these songs that taught me theology and taught me, you know, different aspects of who God is. So my journey begins in the 70s and 80s. And I feel privileged to have grown up in that time because it was a wild and unique kind of time. I I grew up in a time when disco had its moment and rock and roll was getting just harder and louder. And I became a Christian in the fall of 1981. I was 13 years old. And through youth group and older Christians, I started to listen to Christian music. The first Christian album I remember hearing was when I was being driven home from a junior counselor meeting by a man named Bill Dunkleyan. He was playing a cassette tape by someone named Denny Carell. And this bluesy disco tune called Wings of the Wind came on and I was just sold. It was just, I was like, what is this? What is this music here? And this would be track one of my discipleship soundtrack. It was a song that kind of reminded me of the Love Boat theme. If you've ever seen the Love Boat, I would challenge you to look it up and you'll say, okay, Paul, I see where you're at here. And uh, that was a plus for me. And so now if you're super interested in who Denny Carell is or (laughs) what the Love Boat is, I will put links down in the show notes. Stick with me, guys. Stick with me. I promise you, if you have a certain age, I know you're with me right now. If you're younger, of a younger age, hang with me. I promise you, this episode is for you too. So let's go and get back to the story. This song, Wings of the Wind, it took me to a place I'd never been. It was communicating truth to me in a way I'd never heard before. And this leads me to track two on my discipleship playlist. I was probably 16 years old and heard about a band called Mylon Lefevre and Broken Heart. They were playing at the Fort Pierce Civic Center in Fort Pierce, Florida, and this Southern rock gospel blues band just broke my brain. I had no idea that Christian music could sound like this. Songs like Waymaker, Freedom, It's All Right, and and Working on a Building just dug deep into my soul and anchored my heart to spiritual truth like it never had been before. I heard about things like the end times and having a deeper relationship with Jesus and freedom in Christ, and and it inspired me to read my Bible and grow in faith. It it didn't hurt that the guitar player, uh, Dean Harrington, got off the stage and jumped onto the chair in front of me and just played a nasty, nasty guitar solo right right in my face. That was pretty, uh, pretty impressive. When I became a youth pastor, music became an even more integral role in my life and ministry. I started a tape lending library 
It's cassettes for you boys and girls. And I would use that so students could come in, they could like have a library card, and you could actually check out a cassette and bring it home with you. And I would do CD exchanges with kids. If they gave me their Judas Priest, I would give them a Striper CD. But eventually, I would just wind up just giving away CDs. I, you know, quit trading them and just say, hey, listen to this. And at the first church I worked at, they had a radio station. And I became a co-host DJ for what we called the Saturday Night House Party. And if it rocked, we played it. We would also have a few teens come in once a month to do a uh, discussion around a theme. We'd play two to three songs about a topic like dating or worldliness and, and then ask a few questions of the teens. It was really an awesome format. Later on, I became a writer for a company ministry called Interlink, where I wrote Bible studies for youth ministries. Each quarter, youth pastors would get CDs in a box, and it would be filled with CDs and, and Bible studies to go along with those CDs. And I'm still writing Bible studies to songs because kids are still listening to music more than ever in more ways than ever. According to Headphone Addict, 82% of teens say they listen to music every day. Overall, a typical kid spends 2.5 hours listening to music per day, which is a little bit less than adults. It also says that this time does not include listening to music passively when watching TV or driving in a car, but solely actively listening to music. According to Statista, Spotify was the most popular online music service among young people aged 12 to 34 in 2020, with the platform being the most used among all respondents in that age group. You see, when students are not in your youth group, your Bible study, or church, they are still being discipled by someone. They have their own discipleship soundtrack, and it's usually people in their earbuds who don't have their best interest at heart. And that is why I keep writing music Bible studies today. In fact, if you're interested, I have some music Bible studies in my store. I'm going to put a link down below to all the music Bible studies I have. Um, you can find there's artists, there's hip-hop uh, from J-Nib, from Lecrae, uh, there's worship from Christy Knuckles, there's NF Hope, NF Lost, and I'm just going to keep writing them because music played such a critical, important part in my faith development that I just want to keep passing that along, and I hope that you're using music in your youth ministry as well. And I mean beyond just having a playlist uh, running in your youth room. I hope that you're taking music and dissecting it and showing it to your students, especially Christian music, because the message, I believe, gets through to them even greater because of the medium. So to close out my story, Denny Carell passed away a while ago. And just recently I heard of the passing of Milo Lefebvre. They'll never know about the impact they had on my life until I get to heaven and tell them. But there's still track one and two of a very long playlist of bands who have taught me about who God is, has comforted me when I was all alone and inspired me to get up and keep following Jesus. I'd like to know, how has music discipled you? Send me an email to thedisciplesproject at gmail.com and tell me who your number one and number two tracks are on your discipleship soundtrack. And that is it for today, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you're brand new here to the podcast, thank you so much for checking it out. If you enjoyed today's episode, why not go and click the subscribe button and that way you won't miss an episode. And don't forget all the links to all the things I mentioned are down in the show notes, including a link 
to the actual blog post where I have a Spotify playlist of my not full discipleship playlist, but many songs that affected me from the ages, let's say, between 13 and 18. So if you'd like to give that a listen, well, that'll be there for you as well. And don't forget, everybody, if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a great job, let me tell you, you're doing a great job and you're only going to get better. I'll see you guys in the next episode.